Womenology Podcast. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Kristen. Sarah, do you know what I did this this lovely Labor Day weekend? Don't know. I boarded the cutest little dog, a little Chihuahua named Penny. That sounds fun. One of my one of my regular walker one of my regular walks. Their owner referred me to their daughter, mm-hmm. and the daughter hired me. And from the moment she got here, Luca took to her. I took to her. She was snuggling in bed with me. And yesterday, I was sitting in bed and I was doing some work, and I had Penny, which was mm-hmm. the little dog, Luca, mm-hmm. Iggy, my cat, my other cat Nunzio was sitting on the leather bench next to my bed. Which, I mean, and he's pretty skittish, right? He's very skittish. Yeah. And my neighbor downstairs, I don't know if I shared it on the show, but my neighbor downstairs, her, she had two Dachshunds, small Dachshunds. One died very unexpectedly a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And so the other one gets very anxious when the owner isn't around. So she asked me, "Can you? would you mind watching her for a few hours? I said, not at all. So Luca, <laughs> Iggy, Penny... And lady at the foot of my bed, Nunzio to my left on the leather bench. And I was like, you know what? This is not a bad life. (laughs) Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. When I get really bummed out about my apartment, and I do get bummed out about it, um, I think, yeah, but you know what? I can do stuff like this. That's true. That's true. So it was, uh, it was, what? That sounds fun. Yeah. Luke, Lucas, she's sitting next to me. She saw the bag of treats. Oh, if you, I, if you put it away? No, because I knew she would be right next to me. There you go, erg. Uh, <laughs> I knew she'd be coming next to me. Erg, that's what I said. We're never going to retreat. Uh, so, yeah, so there was that. Um, just a nice, just a really nice day. Yeah. Really uh, you nice. know what I did with my Labor Day weekend? <laughs> labor? I, I labored. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. So there's that. Oh, I I did homework all weekend. I'm um, trying to do two graduate degrees at the same time. So we'll see how how that goes. Okay. And this will be degree number what for you? So so if I complete both of them, this would be five total. Good. You know what? Good for you, Sarah. Um, I mean, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see if it pans out. I just think that's so impressive. That is so great. That's something like my that's something my father would do. But I'm not done, so don't be impressed yet. <laughs> oh please, you already have three. I'm impressed. Yeah. Well, you know, right. one. I think it's great. Well, thank you. Well, I'd rather well, hang out with dogs. But. Right. Not bad. Not not a bad <laughs> life. So you sent me something yesterday. I did about the beauty company. Am I pronouncing this correctly? Gloss. Glossier? Is that it? Supposed to rhyme with dossier. Yeah. So got it. But it's spelled Um, glossier. Right. It is spelled glossier. Yeah. Well, uh, so the um, the larger view here (laughs) is that I love a story about a millennial girl boss fucking up (laughs) (laughs) so completely uh, after being a media darling for so long there are so there are many examples of this mm-hmm. um i think one of my favorites is uh mickey agrawal i'm not From sure about Spanx. um thanks yeah thanks uh, not Spanx, they both thanks. end in x so yeah. i understand the confusion yeah uh, <laughs> so that's i'm sure i'm sure it was intentional too 
I don't I don't know actually which came first. It's hard to say. Like in my memory they coincide, but I don't anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh that's a good one. So give that a goog if you haven't. Um because that that lady has stepped down and vanished. Yeah. Uh there was also the luggage company away that got a lot of um very like uh just super capitalist uh think pieces written about like oh this this company is harder to get into than harvard everybody wants to work for away turns out they don't (laughs) (laughs) that's away that's the luggage company uh and so anyway give that a gook if you haven't um, oh, there's also the Nasty Gal founder who started out as like this very punk rock, um, yes, thrifty kind of like, oh, I steal things and resell Wasn't them. Wasn't that like, that was a TV show on Netflix, right? Very briefly. Uh, oh, I don't know. I didn't yeah. see it. <laughs> Nobody did, and Netflix canceled it. I watched the first episode and I thought this character is so so insufferable and unlikable. Uh-huh. I refuse. She you couldn't root for. Her. Well, I think Netflix probably canceled it because of her fall from grace. <laughs> Give that a gook, nasty gal. That's over. So anyway, I you know I hate to be one of these people that's like, oh, I love to see women fail, but truly anybody who. Uh, is more successful than me. I'm going to love to see fail. So it's really not about gender. But Ooh. anyway, in this case, <laughs> it is also a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but but maybe let's talk about that. How come all of these CEOs are the ones that get taken down? Is, is that a rhetorical question? I think it is. Yeah, it's because they're CEOs. <laughs> and- um, so, so most recently... Emily Weiss, who uh, you should remember from her brief <laughs> guest appearance on the MTV classic The Hills. Uh, she's the founder of Glossier and Into the Gloss, the blog, uh-huh. which is a blog I really like. Uh, and mm-hmm. I also quite like Glossier, but apparently it's a nightmare to work in one of their stores. Uh, and so there have been a number of complaints about uh, just the racism and general shittiness and hostility <laughs> in the workplace in all of these Glossier pop-up stores. There was one story that I read where a, a group of customers, yes. and they might have been even vendors, came up in the service entrance because it was a large group. Uh-huh. And so they get off the elevator and whoever was greeting them asked if they were porters. That's correct. Yes. And you know, and, and here's I'm going to share something that I that I did yesterday. So I uh, I will not apologize for eating McDonald's over this holiday weekend. Okay. And I was standing in line, and I heard a noise behind me, and I turn and I see a woman, and she was a black woman, and she had a cart with her. Okay. And I said. Do you know if they have um, anybody else to take orders? And then I stopped myself and I said, you know what? You don't work here. And I just made a really stupid mistake. And I I said, I'm very sorry. And I turned around and I went up to her uh, after I put in my order. And I said, I'm really sorry that I did that. I made that. That was a mistake I shouldn't have made. And I, I just, I just shouldn't have done it. And she said, it's okay. It's okay. Now it wasn't okay. It wasn't okay. 
and I get my order and she was behind me and I'm walking past and she said, she said, hun, have a good day. And I turned and I said, thank you so much. You too. And again, I'm very sorry. And she said, don't, you know, don't worry about it. But like this stuff happens and we do it all the time without even thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, where we make uh, that kind of mistake. Although I don't understand how, uh, I, I just, I don't know. Like what a group, what? Like it's a group of people on an elevator. Like why right. would you think it would, whatever. Well, it, so that story becomes even more ridiculous when you, when you know that, that the Glossier employees have a uniform that they wear. So mm -hmm. they're not porters. They're right. in uniform. <laughs> right. I mean, assumed... unless they were, I don't know. But in any case, a generalization was made based on the race of the people that were standing in a group. Mm -hmm. So the there has been an Instagram account that has popped up called Out of the Gloss, which is full of accounts of things that Emily Weiss needs to answer for, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, and Emily Weiss is gone. Okay, <laughs> no, gone. no. She's not missing or anything. She just hasn't said anything about it. And I think that that is um, indicative of, you know, a PR firm taking their time with this. Mm -hmm. Now, you just asked a second ago, why is it that she EOs are the ones that are most frequently taken down? Yeah, isn't that weird? Hmm. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it is. But let's, let's, like, let's be honest here. A man did not start an Instagram account to air out all their dirty laundry. Oh no, no, definitely not. So if we want to know why, and I'm not saying this woman doesn't deserve to be taken down. If, if she runs, not if she clearly runs uh, a company where there's a ton of racism and classism and yeah. whatever else. So yeah. she's responsible and she's at fault. Uh, but it's the rush <laughs> that uh, women have to jump to take these other women down. Well, I feel it too. And I mean, as you, as you just heard me say, like, I'm pretty sure it's just, it's just that like, oh, these are people my age that are more successful than me. And that's why I'm fucking mad about it. I don't mm -hmm. think it's that they're women, but maybe it is. I don't know. I'll, I'll explore that in myself. <laughs> uh, well, okay. I just feel like, we, I, I just feel like, and I'm, I'm a part of this. We're all, I, th I think a lot oh, yeah. of us are us by, by women. We are part of this thing where we hate to see other women succeed in areas that we're like, I, when I see women getting book deals, I'm like, oh, and I have to stop and tell myself the whole reason why you don't have a book deal is because you do shit like this. <laughs> because I guarantee you the woman who wrote that book wasn't sitting on Twitter getting all fucking angry mm. uh, at what other people were doing. Yeah, that's the difference. That's, maybe that is the difference. That's a big part of the difference. Well, Kristen, I don't yes. know what else. I, I mean, I'm already doing two graduate degrees. How can I fill more <laughs> of my time so that I'm not <laughs> delighting <laughs> in the takedowns of other women? <laughs> I, I feel like you might, you know what, when I hear, when you, I don't think you've ever called me Kristen. Yes, I have. Have you? I oh, said it I, at the beginning of the show. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I think is the way you said it because it reminded me of my father. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, and when he would call me Kristen, 
Kristen. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Fuck, fuck, what? Fuck, I don't fuck, ever fuck. call you anything else. Well, nobody, very few of my friends call me Kristen. What do people call you? Chris? I've never said that. Yeah, I've never, I've, like, <laughs> as I've gotten older, this is so going off the point. But anyway, I was that I was not in any way attacking you, but I, I was trying to point out. But see, I think there's a difference between having that moment of schadenfreude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, and feel free to attack me. Like, this is not my best personality trait. <laughs> Be best. This is not me being being best. No. no. <laughs> but I don't see you creating an Instagram account. No. Right? No, or a I subreddit just vicariously or... enjoy pettiness. <laughs> I yes. I yes, there's but there's a limit for me. Sure. And it's because I've been on both sides of it, but and there's just a limit for me and I think we really do need to examine why we get such a thrill, such a rush over seeing other women. And, and I'm, I'm going to put this on white women. What is it that white women, what's, the, what's that about the rush that white women get when they see other white women fail? Yeah. Well, I mean, I assume it, it really is as simple as like, we've, we've been taught mm-hmm. <laughs> that we're in competition with each other. And even, and we're not even like taught explicitly. The messages no. are there. Yes. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Which in this case doesn't, I mean, it doesn't even apply. Like, have I ever seen Emily Weiss at a conference I'm at? Sure haven't. We're not in competition. We're right. not in the same industry. There's no reason for me to care. It It is just that, like, this is a person my age who has fame and success and I'm kind of enjoying the squirm to be honest you know another instagram account that i like which is uh far less targeted but is all about airing dirty laundry is actually called este laundry (laughs) and instead of este lauder you get it no i got that i got that (laughs) so it is uh it spans the entire beauty industry so like you got some shit to say about sephora take it to este laundry uh, you got to complain about Dior specifically, Estee Laundry. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's and a good you know, account. Follow that yeah, one for it, sure. And these are industries that are, are woman heavy. They are. Meaning lots of women. And if you also notice on, I'll bring up TikTok again, the whole uh, stories about celebrities I've met while fucking oh, yeah. delivering newspapers, whatever. Well, those aren't all women. Mostly. That are telling Mostly stories women. or that are have stories told about them? Are telling the stories. Mm, okay. I've seen a couple men here and there. Yeah, but I feel you, like you I, know who they've been? Yeah. I've seen a couple. Uh, I've seen one straight guy. He was a bartender in Vegas. Right. But the the only other guy, and I've only seen two or three other uh, other men, and they've all been gay. Okay. All right. Um, so I, I don't know in what world it became prudent to shit talk uh, people that you've encountered on your job publicly. I don't know how that's not going to bite you in the ass. Again, I'm old. I'm old. And like, maybe now it's all coming around. I totally disagree with this. (laughs) Really? Yeah. If you are a celebrity, you are fair game for shit talking. Absolutely. Now there are degrees to which it is acceptable, obviously. Right. Like, right. 
you know, like I, I'm really not over here trying to like cyber bully the president's son or anything. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'll wait till he's 18, but yeah. <laughs> and then fuck it, and then it's fucking on, kid. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. In general, if you're a shitty celebrity and you're gonna tip like four percent on a bill, uh, yes, please tell us. Please yes, tell the that, world. Yes, that I'm okay with. It's when they say things like, oh, and they were just, you know, they were rude to me. I can remember, you know, people standing at the stage door after a Broadway show and, you know, a woman was just didn't want to stand and have her picture taken. Like, yeah, she just spent four hours on stage. It's 10 o'clock at night. She's exhausted. Yeah, I would prefer a specific example rather than just like bad vibes. <laughs> yeah. I need something more something more yeah. egregious right and there's and there don't get me wrong like i like them i totally like them but there are some where i feel like okay i, I just you're doing the, like they're clearly either trying to suck up to the celebrity or they're just like for part two go fuck yourself as soon as i see that i'm like bye block okay bye. so so counterpoint though <laughs> yes isn't isn't the slow leak how the ellen news eventually broke the slow leak. Right. So there's there's a slow leak of like general like ah, I got bad vibes from this person or they were rude to me or you know they gave me a dirty look. Something that's not concrete but like is is a grievance. And I feel like anytime a celebrity ends up having a fall from grace, it starts that way. It's like I never liked that guy. And then somebody else comes along with something more specific and it builds until eventually it's like, Ellen is a monster. I, but I, here's the thing. I think with Ellen, it was always, she is a monster. And those were the, it was, those stories were always out there. She was just protected. And then it got to a point where she was no longer the, she's no longer as powerful as she was. And that's when people jumped in. Like once she started okay. going after really siding with president Bush. Right. Oh, that's when everyone's like gloves are off. Uh, now we're gonna go. Okay, okay. Well, I don't know. It would be an, it would be interesting to do a study <laughs> about this. Like what what cultural factors have to be in line before a celebrity can be dismissed? <laughs> would that be you know, I, you know, I just I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I happen to think Ellen Show needs to be canceled. I think she needs to go. I, I don't thought trust it had her. Been canceled, truthfully. No, no, Still a bunch on. of her producers uh, were fired, but I don't see how she can come back from this. She really just Why? some celebrities just need to go away. Why were her producers fired? Sexual misconduct, oh. uh, toxic work environments. Yeah, lots so of stuff. We haven't we're... at all addressed the fact that Ellen is a monster. <laughs> oh no, they have. Oh, okay. Oh, they have. I'm just not sure. Well, but it sounds like nothing. I mean, what what punitive action has been taken? She didn't lose her show. I'm Not sure yet. she didn't get a pay cut. Not yet. So, she could lose a show. I do think there. I do think she's gonna lose the show. Well, or I, I hope think so. she's just gonna quit. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. And like for part two. Like for part two. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> but it does happen to women more than it happens to men. For sure. It does. For sure. Well, and actually, I, I don't know about that. 
um, I think the glee that people feel <laughs> in watching the takedown in process uh, is definitely an experience that is more central to women. But in terms of overall quantity of people taken down, Me Too took out a lot of dudes. Did it, though? It took out dudes who were already on their way out. Well, at least temporarily. Now- we we do have a couple that are still floating around and just like... Yeah, like, what's his name? What's his name? Louis C.K. Comedian, Louis C.K. Yeah. He's he floating re- around. He's waiting for his moment. He refuses to be flushed. Right. He refuses. He's that turd who floats. He just refuses to be flushed. There is. The other people, I feel, a dude, Charlie Sheen's still out there. Oh, nothing. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Doing what? <laughs> He's not acting, I just right? I don't know. I don't think he really needs the money at this point. Right. But, well, when you're on a show as great as Two and a Half Men, you could just well, rest. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. residual-wise, sure, you sure can. No, I, the syndication, I know. I know. You know, but the I just feel like Me Too wiped out people that were already on their way out, like Charlie Rose and Matt, Matt Lauer. They were desperate to get rid of Matt Lauer. Mm. Okay. Harvey so, Weinstein, so the only reason why... I'm sort of this button worked. with a trap door through which to put Matt Lauer... What? <laughs> you don't remember the Well, yeah, I do remember the story about the button under his desk. Yeah, and I, I always visualize, like, a trap door and a viper pit. <laughs> yes, but do you also realize that everybody had those? Buttons? No, I didn't. Yes. I didn't. That was uncovered. Everybody had those, or at least, like, the top-level people had those. So is that, like, something he had installed or something? Is that what that's it was. It was something that was installed for a lot of people he didn't ask for it to be installed so he could trap people in his office oh, okay okay so but he was they, they just needed to get rid of him yeah. they needed to get rid of him. the show was loose show was losing in ratings it was getting stale and they had it had to refresh and they were just like bye bye maybe we need to get rid of you it's a good way to save money charlie rose yeah. he was old true you i know, forgot about I, him yeah i, I mean I, I don't feel like, I just don't feel like Meet Out, Meet Too, took out ri- the people that mattered at the time. Like, dude, Sean Penn is still fucking out there. He Sean is. Penn, he beat Madonna. So's Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's still. I heard about that story too. Still out in the universe. You know, mm-hmm. so if they're 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 still protecting men. Some of them. Some of them, if they're bankable. Yeah. Yeah, okay, you've convinced you me. Know? So I just feel like with women, it's it's far more merciless. It's far more cutthroat. It is. And if you uh, want to enjoy that with me, check out... <laughs> Part two. Check out Out of the Gloss or uh, Estee Laundry. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so wait a minute. Tell me more about Carolyn Calloway. What's oh, speaking, speaking of Instagram, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Caroline Calloway claims that her book will ship on the 17th of September. Okay. All right. <laughs> she also made an announcement this week called My Mom's Asshole Tumor, um, which... Is she calling the tumor an asshole or is the tumor in the asshole? Uh, it's a like tumor in the asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a tumor in the asshole. Um, and she made this this whole video... <laughs> 
about how sad she is about her mom's asshole tumor and and uh but please but please leave her mom out of this yeah which you know no one would have known that right she was just using it to get sympathy and she was using it <sighs> something the fact that, i mean yeah, she's using it to, as a buffer for something right and i what <laughs> the moment that stands out to me is uh when she said and i quote i don't understand why I don't get to have parents. Everyone else gets to have parents. And I was huh. like, huh. Do not, they? not at all, man. Not really. That's not really how it works, hon. Um, well, a lot You're, of people don't, I don't have want, parents. Yeah, I don't want to blow your mind, but some people lose their, their mothers the minute they're born. Right? How about that? Can you imagine? You know? I mean, you have, it's, yeah, like, it's, a, it's like a... It's like fairy tales have never crossed her path or something. Right, right. She really does think she's just the only person. God bless her, bless yeah. her heart, but she lives in a bubble. She really does. She really, really does. And that was kind of the first time I I think I understood what other people that hate Caroline Calloway see when they look yes. at her. Because I was right? like, what the fuck are you talking about? Most people don't have good families that include two parents. Two I living mean, parents. Or even two parents. <laughs> yeah. Most people don't have two adults who are positive influences on their lives, grow like as a child growing up. Most I feel like most people don't have that. Or at least half. I don't know about most. I'll go with at least half. So mm. So anyway, that was uh that's the Caroline Calloway news. That's Callowayology. Um, the good news is she's doing something else to raise money. I don't remember what it is. Okay. Well, she but does have some redeeming qualities. It's there qualities. on Instagram if you are interested. Yeah. I got to um, tell you, yeah. I haven't bothered to. I, ever since the riots, I'm just like, wow. The shit that I even paid attention to. Mm-hmm. I, I feel I like I feel guilty even looking into Carolyn Calloway because I feel like mm, you could be spending your time doing something more meaningful. Well, you don't need to feel guilty it. looking into Caroline Calloway because she still posts a lot about racial justice. So of course uh, she you can does. get all of, all of your educational content yes. from Caroline Calloway. Good for her. If you okay. want. I, I do not, Sarah. But you know what I do? <laughs> you know what I do want to talk about? Uh, giving head. Let's okay. talk about that for a second. Sure. So there was a Slate article for from uh, it was a, a a submission to the how to do it column on okay. slate which is i Slate's see what they did there <laughs> how to do it sex advice column and the uh-huh. letter goes i'm a bisexual woman in my late 20s i've dated about the same number of women and men i hate performing oral sex on women for what it's worth i don't particularly enjoy receiving it either there's something about the smell and taste that really really grosses me out all right we're, we're gonna make we're gonna highlight that line I don't think it's just a one or two time thing because I've gone down on around 15 women and it's gross every time. Oh, highlighting that as well. <laughs> I don't mind performing oral sex on men. Oh, highlight that. I've only, <laughs> I've only encountered one gross smelling dick before. Mm. And most guys are thrilled not to have to go down on me. <sighs> but women react very differently. I've been called a pillow princess, a fake bisexual, a bad feminist, etc. When I mention oh. I don't really like oral sex. I now exclusively date bi women, and they're less judgmental than lesbians, but some are still put off. My ideal night with a woman involves making out, boobs, and fingering mutual masturbation. I don't like strap-ons either to finish the night, but most women don't want anything besides oral. 
Okay. Uh, okay. Is there some way I can learn to at least tolerate performing oral sex? I can do it for about two minutes before getting grossed out and needing to brush my teeth or get a stick of gum. Oof. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot here. And then she signs off by calling herself how many licks. Hmm, that's cute. I see what you did there. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Do you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> well, this <laughs> this strikes me as a catch-22 from the get-go because, mm-hmm. I mean, it is true that women who identify as bisexual frequently get questioned. Mm-hmm. Like, are you re- are you by now straight later? Like, <laughs> um, but in this case, doesn't it kind of seem like maybe she's not actually that into women? Well, let's first say that bi erasure is very real. It is. Maybe you'll do downplay it and they think, oh, you just haven't decided yet because they don't understand. Or you're just being greedy. Right. And they don't understand that sexuality is kind of on a spectrum. Right. (laughs) So let's first address that, like, the bi erasure is very, very real. And so I do think some of the backlash she's getting from other women who might be lesbian women has to do with the fact that she's bisexual and they kind of don't they don't take her seriously. I mean, yeah, I don't know if it's just lesbians that are. Um, no, I think I'm, I'm talking about it. Some of the backlash this, but... from lesbians well, might right. have something to do. I think some of the backlash has to do with her being bisexual. I think so too. Um, uh, I also, but think also <laughs> I think we're both in the same place. Since it is a spectrum. I mean, doesn't it kind of seem like she's not that into vagina? Here's what I think. I think she doesn't have as much experience with uh, performing cunnilingus as she does fellatio. I'm being all being all like serious with my big words here. Mm-hmm. And I think a big reason why, and I feel this way about men too, who don't like to go down on women. Uh, I feel a lot of that has to do with the fact that they are very insecure about their abilities. And that's why they don't I do it. I don't know. I, I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. That seems like a little bit of a projection. <laughs> I think me. that's one reason. I do think okay. that another part of it is you, she, I, I think she just doesn't know what she's doing. I don't know. I, I don't like the words that she's using to describe the act, to describe the vagina. Well, well, look, I think the words are fine, but let's be honest. All genitals are gross. <laughs> Okay, I don't care who you are. All genitals are gross. Mm -hmm. The end. So, like, I mean, you're okay. Sure, it's gross. It doesn't taste good. Neither does the other alternative. Yeah, neither (laughs) does semen. But you're willing to do that. Right, like, both taste bad. So, what is the difference? Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think, is what I think is what people are reacting to. Mm-hmm. It's like both both taste bad. I don't want to hear anything about pineapple juice. Don't <laughs> at me. You know it's true. <laughs> that was something when we used to teach the blowjob classes. A lot of women would ask, "Is there something you can do?" You know, the funky tasting spunk, a la uh, Samantha Jones. <laughs> and a lot of it does have to do with diet. But let me tell you something: it's not like. It's not like Mio drops that you can drop into the semen and suddenly it tastes like cherry. It still tastes like semen. Right. <laughs> right. Just a little, just less bad. 
just less. I mean, like, certainly, like, post-shower is obviously better than post-run, okay? Like, there are things you can do. Yes. But at the end of the day, junk tastes like junk. (laughs) The end. I remember when we were talking about this on, uh, on, and that's why you're single, and, uh, you know, uh, some guy would come in, and this was one certain guy who just always had issues with women, and he said... No, I love doing it. I mean, as, as long as she's like freshly showered and freshly shaved. And it's like, you don't like doing it. Because when you like do it, you do it regardless. Right. Right. You don't care if it's... That's right. Been... You're in it for the love of the game, man. You don't need a sunny day. <laughs> and a cloudless sky. <laughs> You're out there regardless of the weather. Right. Rain or shine, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You're down there. So, I, I think she just... So let's talk about the, let's go back to her. I am now sure. on, I am now seeing it from your side. I think she just isn't as into women as she is into men and That's possibly isn't into women that much. Right. I just yeah. don't, I don't know how you can love women and describe their vaginas in the, the way she is. There's something about the terminology that she's using. It's just offensive Really? Because I, I mean, I just said that dicks are gross too. <laughs> I mean, I'm, my position is all genitals are gross. <laughs> right. But there's something about the way people, by people, I mean, usually men, describe vaginas, like with the smell and the taste and the this and the that, that the underlying message is this is unclean. Yeah, I mean, vaginas are frequently um, used as a mechanism for shaming. Yes. Right? Or gaslighting or control. Mm -hmm. So it could be that some of this is, like, she's internalized the expectation Mm -hmm. that it's going to be smelly Mm -hmm. or taste gross or whatever. (laughs) And so, like, maybe uh, there's, there's some kind of psychosomatic thing happening where, like, it is still gross, but you think it's grosser than it is. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I, I don't know. To me, it sounds like maybe she just prefers fellatio more. Well, I, th- I think um, what this means is <laughs> good luck to you <laughs> if you're going to pursue a relationship with a woman. Right. Because maybe you'll find somebody who doesn't mind who's willing to substitute in other activities. Maybe anything's possible, uh, here's, but you're, you're talking about kind of a hard sell. Like if you're not willing to do it, but you're more than willing to receive it. Uh, good luck to you. <laughs> good luck yeah. finding somebody. Yes. Uh, but here's, here's another, let's talk about another aspect of this that always gets on my nerves. This idea that I love oral sex. And if any guy doesn't want to go down on me, that's it. Uh, I'm done. We're breaking up. And any man who says the same thing, like any woman who doesn't give me head, you know, blah, blah, blah. If you're in a really good relationship and everything else actually is good and they don't want to do this one thing. Yeah, that sucks. But if you throw away a whole relationship because of this, something's not right. I don't really, I just don't believe that people will automatically leave a relationship because he won't eat me out or because she won't blow me. Oh, I think a lot of people would. Really? 
And again, good luck to you. <laughs> I just think, I just feel like, again, when it comes to sex, there's this competitive aspect to it with women where, oh, I love it. And my boyfriend, oh my God, anytime this gets brought up on the internet, oh, my boyfriend loves going down on me. Good for you. Like, what is that? What does that have to do with this? It becomes a contest of how often they suck dick or how often some guy eats them out. And it's, if you know what? And I think a lot of women feel bad when they don't like it. Um, I mean, women are going to feel bad either way, (laughs) right? Like, I mean, we've, I feel like we've talked about this before. Um, but like when it comes to sex, women are going to feel bad either way. We're going to worry, Oh, do we like it too much? Or, oh, do I not like this enough? Or like, oh, I don't want to do this. Does this make me approve? Like, we're, there's no winning for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. True. I just feel as though, yeah, I, again, I just feel like people are just harder on women when they don't like something sexually. Well, that's, I mean, I think that's kind of what I mean. Yeah. We're not, we can't win either way. Right. Um, I, I don't know about the, I don't know. I've never engaged in a competition about anything sexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really. Like people just don't really come to me for those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to take your word for it that it's happening, but I, I don't know what it's about. I agree that it's weird. I just think that if a woman says that she doesn't, she's not really crazy about oral sex I feel as though we should be more supportive of that. Sure. Instead of making You're her feel like. You're talking about receiving. Right. Or receiving. giving or both. Receiving. Okay. If she doesn't like it, that's okay. I, I have to be honest. I oh, could care well, less. Is, I couldn't care less. Okay. Excuse me about it. I couldn't care less. Okay. Well, I, I mean, that's okay. That's okay. Doesn't bother me any. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that a lot of times women are made like, really? Wow. No, I love it. And then women are made to feel like, well, is there something wrong with me? Because I'm not like super yeah, into that. it. That. Yeah, what? that that makes sense. So, um, but again, it doesn't. You know, if you like it and you're getting it, great. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. It's working for you. Right. If someone, I I don't know. I guess what you're saying is we need to take people's word for it if they say like I'm not into this or it's not important to me, and stop thinking that there's like any objective criteria that equals good sex. Right. And, and also realize that that's not an opening for you to talk about your sexual experiences. It's, it's just, if a woman writes something about how she doesn't care about oral sex, inevitably the comments become about how much this woman, Oh, I love it. My boyfriend and this, and it just becomes a competition and we need well, to stop. I it. think there probably are a lot of, um, there probably are a, a lot of women who experience dissatisfying sex lives for a couple of years mm-hmm. before they figure it out. Yes. And I, I feel like maybe what eventually devolves into a competition might start from a good place, <laughs> like, might start from the impulse of like, oh, I, you know, I didn't have an orgasm for Three years, don't do what I did. Like here's yeah, where that's I was another going that's another one that I really can't stand where women hop into the comments or brag about how often they orgasm. That has become a competition too. Twenty five percent only twenty five percent of women have 
clitoral orgasms. Okay. So um, good for you, but some of you motherfuckers are lying. That's why like on on TV and movies, it's like, dude, this doesn't happen. Oh yeah, no. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that fast. It like, no. And it frankly, it, I don't think there's any one guy out there who can make a woman come during sex without the woman having to say, uh, over there, no, right there. Could you do that? I, it, well, no. if it happens, it's just a coincidence. Right. And it's okay <laughs> yeah. if you have to tell men like, no, can you, can you make it do a little harder there? Or could you, you know, move to the yeah. right? Like every body is different. Not mm-hmm. every woman climaxes the same way. And clitoral okay. orgasms and um and non-clitoral orgasms they're orgasms not one is not better than the other it's not a competition <laughs> good for you that you can have a non-clitoral orgasm but most women can't yeah because that's just how our bodies are made because really we've been fucked from the beginning yeah it's not fair <laughs> it's not fair um well, so I don't know what the answer is. I feel like the answer isn't like, everybody stop talking about sex. I think the answer is to understand that everybody has different tastes, no pun intended, different yeah. tastes, different likes, that sexuality is kind of, it's not a one size or sex, not sexuality. Sex is not a one size fit all thing. It's kind of like build a bear. Mm-hmm. You like some things, you don't like others, you put this here, you know. Do you know what I mean? Right. So the only thing that I would say that we can end on is with with this topic, uh, subject is you feel very strongly that if you give it and your partner likes it, but your partner doesn't return it, that's a that's a deal breaker. Um, as a, as a general rule. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think that it has to be like one for one, like keeping score. I think, I think there are lots of reasons for someone not to enjoy giving head, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of gender. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are all kinds of physical reasons right? or, or non-physical reasons, but just to go with the obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I would say that as a general rule, I'm just looking for willingness. And so if my partner was like unwilling. Yeah. Because yes. Yes. He, he or she found the thought of my genitals so repulsive <laughs> that they wouldn't occasionally engage in this activity. Yes. For me, that would be a deal breaker. That's a great, that is a great clarification. And I am 100% with you on that. It is about willingness. You don't have to do it all the time. I right. I just don't care. I love giving head. I don't care if I get it. I don't know. I can make myself come. I don't. I just don't need anybody to make me come. So I don't feel like oh, we have to do that. I can handle this, and that I think has a lot to do with my attachment issues. <laughs> Could be. That's a whole other show. Maybe the answer is more sex therapists. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, but the willingness, if, if it's if you show a, a, a disdain for my vagina. <laughs> We're going to have a problem. We are. We are going to have a problem. Yes. I have another problem, Sarah. Okay. So there was this really terrible article. Oh. oh. (laughs) You don't say. On the internet? You don't say. (laughs) And guess where it was, Sarah? 
certainly not medium. <laughs> you know what, Sarah? It was on medium. I can't believe it. I know. And it was an article by Tara Bell Bl- Tara Bell Bl- Ball. I cannot pronounce her. <laughs> Blair Ball. Blair Ball. Right? Tara yeah. Blair Ball. And yeah. it was an article called 25 Things That You're Doing Wrong. That you're 25 reasons why that guy doesn't want to see you again. I was going to say, 25 things you're doing wrong. is Please, that's a good day. Lot. What are you talking about? <laughs> so Tara Blair Ball, if you remember, we talked about her a few months ago. Mm-hmm. She was the woman who was sitting <laughs> who was sitting outside the, the house of her new husband's ex-wife that she repeatedly told the audience had cheated on her now husband, like cheated yeah. on her ex-husband with Tara's... Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> So I was reading this um, ridiculous list, uh, 25 reasons that guy doesn't want to see you again. And I got to, I, she said, uh, one was having very specific dietary requirements. If your date ah. loves steak and you're a vegan, it may be a huge turnoff. Oh, well, bye. So see ya. Uh, okay. Right. You party excessively. You don't drink or drug. If a guy drinks or drugs and you don't, he may not be totally into that. Oh, okay. Bye. Because there are a lot right. of guys who will be into it. The, the. Right. Amount, a lot of these are just like basic incompatibility things. Right. Like They're stupid. The They're just right. stupid, insignificant things. You play hard to get. Playing hard to get, however you do it, not responding back consistently, being hard to reach, is going to turn off some men. Okay. But what I really had a problem with was this one. You have sex too soon. The virgin mm. slut complex is alive and well. We're supposed to be allowed to be sexually empowered. But if we have sex too soon or too much with too many partners, we're sluts. In the dating realm, it's generally in your best interest to let men work for it. I'm not happy about it either, and every relationship is different. But hold their hand, give them a hug, cuddle a little, and wait to have sex. So I was, Sarah, (laughs) I was all set. I was primed and ready to go to write an awful comment and just call this woman out on this, just the amount of misogyny. And not just no. this, but it's the misogyny runs through many of her posts. Uh, yeah, many medium posts, many really. medium posts, but sp- specifically this writer. Right. And then I had a, I just had a, a feeling, just a feeling, Sarah. <laughs> and then I wondered. And then I, <laughs> I couldn't help but wonder: <laughs> Is this chick even real? <laughs> so before I make an ass of myself and write an angry comment. I don't know. Let's do some digging. Uh-huh. And dig I did, Sarah. Dig yeah. I did. How, how far did you have to dig? <laughs> Not very. <laughs> <laughs> so first I looked at her author bio and her name. Okay, Google mm. the name. She, she doesn't exist outside of Medium. She's a relationship coach. Okay. She has no footprint. When you're okay. a coach, transparency is key. People have to be able to know who that you are, sense. see your work, whatever. There's nothing other than her writing. Okay. No media, no press, no nothing. She has the requisite social media. Her Instagram page, no pictures of her. It's all stupid quotes. And I hate huh. I hate profiles like that. Looks so, like my profile. <laughs> but you occasionally post a picture of yourself. Occasionally. I do. It's rare, but nothing. Every now and then. 
nothing. And it was kind of, it was brand new. So mm. then I went oh. to, then I went to Facebook. Okay. Oh, no, excuse me. I went to Amazon and I looked at her author bio and the author bio and at the synopsis for some book that she wrote. And it said in 2017, Tara Blair Ball was, had infant twin, to- twin sons or twin twins, whatever. And her whole marriage okay. fell apart. And I'm like, hmm, that's weird. And mm-hmm. on her website, she said, said she had three children. On LinkedIn, it said she had four children. Oh, and on Facebook, wow. the, pro- like gremlins. The, pre- the Facebook photo was of a woman, a man, and two children. But Tara yes. said she had infant twins. Babies. Yes. And a teenage stepdaughter. Well, And, and does, this, does this photo look normal it does though that's the thing it does look normal oh you don't think it looks like a photo that you would find in a frame already maybe like when you buy the frame maybe okay uh it struck me as as an odd photo it struck okay so the girl in the photo not teenaged and she just uploaded this picture in april not a teenage girl and who the hell is this 13 12 year old boy because who's the boy so sarah yeah i did a reverse image search of her author photo uh-huh and i found a stock image of the entire family oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, there it is. is so i wrote a comment sarah. I did write a comment finally. And I said, you know, I was all set to get upset at this blatant misogyny in this and many of your pieces. And then I, and then I realized something you don't exist. I woke up this morning Mm -hmm. to being blocked on medium by her being blocked on Twitter by her being blocked on Instagram by her being blocked on LinkedIn by her being blocked on Facebook by her. And keep in mind, LinkedIn, I don't even use, it's just a, just a, like a, a, uh, like just a profile to log in to read an article or whatever. Very thorough. Very thorough. And Facebook, my personal page, I don't, I don't publicize. So she had to go on there and look me up. That's it. So she did some Googling of you as well. She did. <laughs> well, she really didn't. Have, she went like, she searched on the various platforms, whatever. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> There's that side. Oh, I love that. You know, the proper answer in a case like this is, nah, you're crazy. I'm real, right? Like, if you're real, or nothing, or, or <laughs> nothing, <laughs> just don't respond. Just don't right? respond. The excessive blocking says you're right. Like you're telling me yeah, I'm they, right. I mean, I knew I was right. Fuck you. I'm, I'm right. When I think somebody's fake, they're usually fake. 99.9% of the time. Now, I don't care if somebody wants to make money as a writer. I don't care. Sure. Make shit up. I don't give a shit. Right. The problem I have here. Well, one, Medium's algorithm is so fucked up that it, these, these writers, these top writers are skewing the results. Yeah. Because they really are they're, because they're you know they're they're trained in SEO marketing and all that, but the real problem I have that answers the misogyny question and why there's so much misogyny in so many of these pieces, mm-hmm. I think it's men. I think men are writing the stories. 
that's what I have a problem with. Well, that would make sense. Right? Because when they talk about women, and we talked about that Evangeline Grace, we talked about that Tilda yeah. Swinney who changed her name to Amber Cezanne, this Tara yeah. Blair Ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, the way they write about women, they write about women as tropes generally yeah right it's it's like they don't yeah they don't know women yeah 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 and they do seem to have insight into what men think a lot like, of about women who have sex too soon right so much of this yeah. is misogynistic and they all just think women are you know it's all stereotypes it's all stereotypes right this is bullshit so I think I'm going to do what you told me to do. And I'm going to, from my womenology Twitter account, of course, because she blocked me on my other one. I'm just going to tweet at her and I'm going to include Medium and all the editors and you and say, hey, Tara, girl, this you? <laughs> and attach the stock photo. I like yeah, it. You like it? So, I like it. Uh, I like Tara it. Blair Ball, yeah. you don't exist. No. You are fake. And you are taking money from other writers, other women writers specifically. And I'm telling you, you're a dude. And uh, there, are, uh, there are so many dudes writing as women on this site. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And they're profiting by getting into women's spaces. And I don't like it. So yeah. medium, kind of time to step. Your yeah. move, medium. It's time <laughs> to do something because this is ridiculous. I mean, and this, is, this is a problem in book publishing as mm -hmm. well that men are deliberately adopting female pseudonyms to sell more right. books. Well, women did it too. And I, and I know we're going to hear that argument, well, but. Okay. Right. In the 19th century. Well, no, I mean, JK Rowling. <laughs> Am I supposed to be mad at George Eliot? Okay. JK Rowling. Uh, oh, well, she didn't adopt a male she pseudonym. She just did she initials. Just was. Right. To, but we know why she right. did it because she nobody would have bought bought a book about a wizard from a woman. Probably right. not. So yes, men are infiltrating these spaces by pretending to be women, and I'm not okay with it. Yeah. So your move, medium, uh, step up to the plate because this needs to stop. I'm just excited for the Twitter drama. <laughs> Can't wait. You know, you you. <laughs> I've never been involved in Twitter drama. This will be my first time. <laughs> I'm, so I'm telling you right now, they won't respond. They will not respond. They just had, and I tweeted at them last night. They won't respond. This is the thing that gets me. It's like, look, dude, I am proving to you that something's not right here, and you're doing nothing. Yeah. yeah. So, well, you are complicit. Yep. In this deception. <laughs> mm -hmm. Step it up. Well, maybe you should write a medium. I am going. <laughs> funny you said that. Uh, I. It's just about finished and ready to go when i just have to add the stock photo good <laughs> oh oh i'm excited <laughs> i love this <laughs> you're, you're gonna you're very marie kondo <laughs> <laughs> all right sarah uh any final thoughts just i love this <laughs> <laughs> I love mess. I love drama. Um, <laughs> eat your girl out or don't come to the, uh, yeah. Tip your waitress. Tip though, your waitress. For sure. For sure. Especially if you're a celebrity. Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Tip 30, 40% if you can afford it. Everybody should be tipping mm -hmm. more than normal these days. Not even celebrities. You just have to. I would say so. 
tip on takeout oh, too. Oh hell yeah! Did you know you're supposed to yeah, do that? Yeah, tip extra because all of these apps are like taking money from these delivery people. Mm-hmm. You know, like these DoorDash people and just delivery, and then they're charging yeah. so much. But you have to make sure these these people are getting tipped. Like they're risking COVID. They're coming into buildings. You know. Yep. And plus, you know, their their work. They probably these probably work multiple jobs. And their other job probably closed down. Yeah, that's so true. Be careful about that, and tip your tip your servers and your delivery people. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Womenology Pod on Instagram, and you can follow us on Twitter, Womenology Pod. I, I, Twitter's useless, I think. I like Twitter, uh, but okay, hey, follow us there. You can follow me yeah. on Twitter and Instagram at the Kristen M C H R I S T A N. The Kristen M. Sarah, do you want people uh-huh. to follow you? Yes, no? Uh, if you want to, I'm on Instagram at one Sarah G and on Twitter under the name Rye Shark, which is Rye with a W. <laughs> oh, right. That's right. W R Y. All right, people. No. Thank you for tuning in. Be safe. Hope you had a safe and happy holiday weekend. Bye. Bye.